thrilled to with you on this beautiful Friday morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. If you're right hand, take your right hand. If you're left-handed, take your left hand. Pat yourself on the back. Tell yourself, great job for being here this morning. Type into the chat. Today is a great day. Today is a great day. Happy Friday. This is the 15-minute weekly motivational call. I've got three ideas to share with you in the next 15 minutes to put a little extra bounce in your step give you some motivation, some encouragement to help you step into your greatness. So thank you for being here today. Your first idea is to try new things. And the reason why this is a valuable idea is if you just take a step back and you look at your life and you look at how you do life, we do life in patterns. So you're hairstyles the same as it was January 1st of this year, unless it's not. You wear the same kind of clothing that you've worn for the last five years, unless you haven't. You go to the same websites. You have your go-to social media platform. You might be an Instagram person or a LinkedIn or a Facebook. You've got your preference. We do life in patterns, which is fine. You have a pattern of motivation which is awesome, right? Coming to coming to calls like this, I do too. I love personal development. So that's a healthy pattern for us that lets us get better. But then we might have some patterns that aren't serving us. So I'm really working on my fitness right now. And the doctor says, hey, I want you to do intermittent fasting. So what that means is, you probably know, but if you don't, they want me to eat between 12 in the afternoon and eight o'clock at night. And then they don't want me eating after eight. And they don't want me eating before 12. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So what do I do when I wake up? They go, you can have water or you can have coffee or you can have tea. I go, great. I do my Starbucks every day. They go, well, we don't want you to put a bunch of stuff in, in the Starbucks drink. Like maybe you probably normally do, Eric. We want you to drink the coffee black. Think of myself, black coffee. I go to Starbucks and I load it up with all the stuff, right? That's the whole point, right? Anyway, um, so a couple days ago, after my doctor told me I want you to drink the coffee black, I'm ordering the, the Starbucks on my app so it's ready when I get there. And I'm thinking to myself, do I order it, load it up with all the sugar, or do I follow doctor's orders, <laughs> right? And so I decided to follow doctor's orders. So I've got my Starbucks right here and it's black. You guys probably can't see this, but you can look at the label. If you actually could see it, you probably can't, but it says there's none of the stuff in it. Now, this is my old coffee cup from earlier this week and it's got all the stuff in it, okay? So I was willing and open to trying something new creates new thought patterns. You are likely here because you want to make some changes in your life. If you want to make more money, make more sales, type the word yes in the chat. If you're like, Eric, I want to make more sales. I want to make more money. Type the word yes in the chat. If you want to improve your health in any way, just type the word health in the chat. If you 
want to improve other areas of your life, right? We're here because we want to make change. Why else would you come to the 15-minute motivational call? So your first idea, try new things. It was like kind of a little different to me, like black coffee. Like I don't even like black coffee. I'm going to have a little sip right now. Doesn't really taste great. But if there's a health benefit, I'm trying something new. So a lot of times we don't try something new because it's uncomfortable. It's different. It's new. Just the fact that it's new. To notice in your brain when you have resistance. And then try something new. Okay. Next idea. I want to take a quick peek on Zoom. And uh, one of our regular attendees on Zoom, she's not here at the moment. Maybe she's on social media calling in live. Or maybe she is going to watch the replay or does not be here today. No problem. But her name is Anne. And we want to be like Anne. Do you remember the Nike thing? Uh, No, it's Gatorade. Be like Mike, Michael Jordan. That was their whole slogan. Be like Mike. So we want to be like Anne. So let me tell you who Anne is. <clears throat> Anne found out that I was helping this homeless man put his life back together. And it touched her in a way that she occasionally would send me money to send to him. Now, I want you to think about that. This is this person who's homeless right now. Hopefully he gets back indoors at some point. But he's a gentleman that I've taken under my wing. And at times I've asked my community to give money to me to give to him. So here's Anne. I didn't prompt my community today. Hey, send me money to give to this gentleman. Out of the blue, I wake up this morning, I get a text. And she Venmoed me $20 to give to this man I've taken under my wing. I want you to think about what had to occur for Anne to do that? One, she had to think beyond herself. Two, she had to have compassion and love for a person in society that most people ignore. You know, you walk by a homeless person and you just pretend they're not even there. A lot of people do that. I've done that. I'm not criticizing that. But that's what we do. A lot of times we just ignore people that are struggling. So here's a person who's, struggling in his life and Ann's never even talked to him before but she sent me money 20 bucks to give to him so I I I send him the money because I've got him on on a, a money app that I can send him money anytime I want so he sent me a text this morning and he said thank you this is the guy that Ann gave me the money and I gave it to him he goes I hope you and your wife have a nice weekend that money that that gentleman got today I guarantee you it put a bounce in his step. It gave him a little bit of hope. Maybe that money tips him over the top to make a decision about getting indoors or getting a job or whatever. But it it definitely put a bounce in his step. So we want to be like Anne, and we want to use our gifts and talents at times to make a difference for other human beings, not to gain anything, just to make a difference in a human being's life. So Anne, thank you for who you are. And how you powerfully show up in the world. Now, the gentleman that she helped is a man that I've chosen to take under my wing. I have two people right now that are living outdoors that I've taken under my wing, taken an interest in, and I continue to, whether it's encouraging them, I send them motivational videos, sometimes I send them money, I'm helping them with goal setting. 
So I want you to take a human being under your wing, and maybe you already have. But take somebody under your wing and be their mentor. Care for them. Look for ways to advocate for them. This one gentleman that I'm helping, his driver's license is expired. So I'm going to help him get his driver's license reinstated, even if I have to pay the 99 bucks to do it. Because if you're homeless and your driver's license expired, that could be a problem. Because we talked about getting him a car. I'm like, do you have your driver's license? He's like, well, it's expired. So I, there's no way to help him get a car right now because how could he have a car if he has an expired driver's license? I mean, I guess he could illegally do that, but it doesn't really support him, right? I'm probably going to help him get a bank account. It's hard to operate in this world without a bank account. You probably have a bank account. Some people don't. So there's your next idea. Take somebody under your wing. So I want to spotlight another one of my clients. His name is Chris. So Chris and I have a coaching call a couple days ago. And Chris has decided to take this man under his wing. He's out of a job. And Chris thinks he'd be a good salesperson. So Chris, he's on the call with me. He's paid big money for me to coach him. Chris is using his coaching time to ask me advice on how to influence this person who's out of a job to become a salesperson and point out the benefits of why it would be in his best interest to become a salesperson. Now, I want you to think about that. He's using coaching time that he paid big money for, for me to teach him, Chris, how to influence this person that Chris has taken under his wing. You want to be like Chris. That's extraordinary. Chris, great job. Okay, next idea. I'm studying Eckhart Tolle. I'm working on forgiveness right now. One of the things that I like to do is isolate skill sets. So I pick a skill set that I want to get better at and I go lift the weights on that skill set. So I'm working on forgiveness. So if I want to get better at forgiveness, I'm not just like rolling out of bed going, I'm going to be better at forgiveness today. I mean, you can declare that, nothing wrong with that. Declaring it's powerful, but study it. Forgiveness, I, I believe, is a skill set. It's a learnable skill set. So Eckhart Tolle, he's a thought leader. I got his Audible on forgiveness. You guys can look that up if you want to work on forgiveness. Go, go on Audible or Amazon. Eckhart Tolle, find his content on forgiveness. So I'm listening to it, and he says something that blew me away. He said, if someone isn't conscious, they're not responsible. And I was like, whoa, what did he just say? If someone's not conscious, they're not responsible. See, I was always taught I am responsible for me, right? I'm responsible for my actions. And I'm not disagreeing with that philosophy. But one of the things that I've struggled with, with forgiveness, is I had this thing happen and the details don't matter. And it's all the way back to 1988, we're in 2023. Somebody did something to me in 1988 that if I told you what they did, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Eric, I can't believe they did that to you. And I've been living in that story, rehashing that darn story for decades. So-and-so did this and they wronged me. And everyone that I ever told the story to pretty much would agree with me that they wronged me. So Eckhart Tolle goes, if someone isn't conscious, they're not responsible. So this person that quote unquote wronged me, right? The thing that they did. And I look back and go, okay, was that person conscious 
when they did that? In other words, were they aware of what they were doing? And I'm like, no, they weren't aware. So they're not responsible. In other words, Eric, you can stop telling the story. You don't have to be all bent because somebody did something that they weren't even aware of what they were doing. If they were aware, they, they probably would have done that. <clears throat> so that's so freeing to me because I don't have to be all bent with this human being. And it, it's it's beyond being bent with them. It's me having to be, deal with this lack of forgiving in my own head. I'm living this darn story for decades. Okay, so now here's another version of that. If someone isn't conscious, they're not responsible. So if there was a time in my life where I wasn't conscious, I'm not responsible. So I was thinking as I was prepping for today's call, I was thinking about the situation that happens. It's like embarrassing to even admit it. But um, I had a situation with my ex-wife and she had moved on with her life and she was in a new relationship with somebody. And that person was involved with my kids because it was her boyfriend and I think they were living together at the time. I don't remember for sure, but it doesn't matter. They were my ex-wife and the boyfriend were together and it makes sense. They're with my kids. No problem. So we had this situation happen and I was picking my daughter up at some school event. So there's all these parents there and all these kids and my ex-wife and the boyfriend are there. They were there to support my daughter at the event. And I was there to support my daughter at the event. And somehow, and I don't even remember the circumstances, but I remember what I did. I got in an argument with the boyfriend in the parking lot in front of my daughter, in front of my ex-wife, in front of my wife. And I was yelling. I was, I lost my mind in front of all these parents. It was humiliating for my daughter. And I look back on that experience and I could have shame and guilt around it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, which I still can't, but it wasn't appropriate at all. I was totally in the wrong. And I didn't have the skill set to navigate that situation. Something happened that got something triggered in me and I lost my mind. And I was behaving in a way that was like, I shouldn't have been behaving, but I was behaving that way. But you know what? I can just let it go. I don't have to have any shame or guilt because what I know now, I don't think that ever happened again. I became more conscious. I woke up to whatever was occurring there where it's not a part of me anymore. And I don't behave like that anymore. But the point is, I don't have to hold myself hostage and deal with shame and guilt over a behavior that I wasn't conscious of. So maybe one of those two scenarios are both relates to you. Maybe you've got some story from 1988 about somebody who wronged you, somebody who betrayed you, somebody who embezzled from you, somebody who maybe it's your ex-wife, maybe it's it's your maybe your ex-wife cheated on you or or you cheated on them or whatever, or your husband or your mom or your dad or your brother or your cousin or your, your you were wrongfully terminated in 1977 and you still are in your head about that. And your boss at that time didn't have the awareness of how to properly communicate with you. So they wrongfully terminated you. And you can say, you know what? They weren't conscious. They weren't awake. And you can let it go. Maybe find some peace. 
Or maybe you did like what I did and you had some behavior that you're like embarrassed about. You're like, man, gosh, I shouldn't have sent that email or I shouldn't have done that post on social media. And you don't have to carry any shame or guilt around anymore. You just realize I wasn't awake in that moment. My last tip, and we're going to wrap it up, is this. People need encouragement more than they need advice. I want you to post that on social media if you're open to doing that today. You don't need to quote me, even though it is my quote. I'm not asking for any credit. I want you to spread that message. You can do it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you're in, you know, whatever you're, you put up more than one social media. People need encouragement more than they need advice. Just post that. It's a phenomenal message. That downloaded to me one day. I'm not even going to take credit for it. It came through me. People need encouragement more than they need advice. If you got something out of class today, type the word yes in the chat. If you got something out of class today, type the word yes in the chat. You can watch the recording of this. If this really resonated and you want to hear it again, all of the content for this call is up at weeklymotivationalcall.com. You can go to www.weeklymotivationalcall.com. You can find the recording if you want to hear it more than once. If you know somebody that can benefit from this message, share the recording with them or tag them below in the social media if you're on social media. So thank you for joining me today. Let's all go out and have a fantastic Friday. Thank you guys on Zoom. Janice, have a great day. Natalie, so good to see you. Michael, thank you for the birthday message the other day. Elaine, thanks for joining me on Zoom. Neil. Have a fantastic Friday. Thank you, guys.